What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have Ben Kaplan here with us. Ben Kaplan is the creator of What Do You Meme and a partner at Fuck Jerry. I've known Ben for about a year now, and we sat down today to talk about how he's involved with Fuck Jerry, his past entrepreneurial endeavors, how he came up with Dude With Sign, What Do You Meme, and much, much more. So with that being said, please share this episode with a friend and enjoy today's episode with Ben Kaplan. What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we have my man Ben Kaplan here with us. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. So we've been in contact for quite some time on Instagram, in the DMs, and your story and what you've built is incredible. You're a partner at um, Fuck Jerry, the creator of What the Meme, and you say head of security of at Dude With Sign. Yeah. That's a lot there, but for everyone that's watching this, they definitely know what Fuck Jerry is. Where did this start and what was your involvement from the beginning? Sure. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, I can't take credit for any of the early days of Fuck Jerry. My business partner, Elliot Tabelli, yep. um, was sitting on Tumblr actually before Instagram even came out and started posting kind of things that he thought were interesting. So anything from like sneakers to basketball to cars um, and comedy. And what he noticed pretty quickly, and especially when he started posting on Instagram too when it first came out, was people engage a lot more with the comedy. And so yep. he kind of took that and ran with it, but he never had, I think in the early days, the vision to make it like his full fledged business. It was more of like a passion project hobby. Yep. But, um, and then uh, about four and a half years ago, uh, his best friend from growing up, a guy named Ellie Ballas joined him to help on like the business side of things. Yep, for and sure. then I joined as the third guy. Uh, okay. And my initial, initial kind of responsibility was helping them with monetization. So I was, focused on working with brands, working with agencies to find ways to make money for having an Instagram account. Because yeah. contrary to popular belief, I think <laughs> a lot of people that don't know, like you don't just get paid by Instagram for yeah, having followers. You have for to figure sure. out different scrappy ways to, to make money. 100%. And where did the name Fuck Jerry originally come from? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's as simple as he was watching Seinfeld. He's actually a big Seinfeld fan. Okay. And he just thought it'd be a, an eye-catching, funny uh, thing. And you know, looking back, would he have named it that knowing it'd be a real business? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. um, it definitely is memorable. And I think totally. that, that helps in the long run. 100%. Yeah. So when did what the meme come into the picture? Yeah. So uh, about six months into me working with them on Fuck Jerry, I was around memes all day long. Yep. And I was actually playing Cards Against Humanity in Lake Tahoe. Okay. Um, and I was just like kind of thinking memes you know how does this look as a meme i was like helping with branded memes for ads for ads for you know clients and stuff so my mind was kind of already thinking in memes yep. cars against <laughs> humanity kind of made like playing it and that weekend kind of like reminded me that there's party games and then coincidentally the three of us went to a meeting at kickstarter yep nothing to do with what do you mean it was it was purely like a business the crowdfunding the, website? the crowdfunding yep. website they were in brooklyn actually it's a, it's a quick funny story uh, Kanye West, like four years ago, tweeted that he was $53 million in debt. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, isn't it like Kim Kardashian like bailed him out? Is that the there whole story? Some, some, yeah, something. <laughs> so, so the three of us thought it'd be funny to make a Kickstarter, like a crowdfunding for Kanye. Okay. The target goal of $53 million. <laughs> okay. And um, we ended up submitting the campaign. We spent like two hours putting it together. It was obviously <laughs> cheeky and funny. And um, they actually replied to us, like the head of their strategy, 
and said, hey, Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Okay. Unfortunately, we can't accept this because you're not able to like raise money for a, a person, probably yeah. for like human trafficking reasons. Yep. Um, but we know you're in Manhattan. We're in Brooklyn. You know, we're big fans. Why don't you guys come in and let's see what we can do together? So we were at that meeting and kind of just like learning, wanting to learn more about Kickstarter. We asked yep. what sort of projects are like the most popular on Kickstarter and card games and party games kept coming up. So we kind of left that meeting thinking, okay, it would be cool if Fuck Jerry launched a card game, right? Yep. And then the Lake Tahoe weekend happened where I was playing cards against me and I kind of had a light bulb moment where I was like, there could be a similar game where players compete to make a meme, basically. Yep. And that's how it happened. And it was born. It was born, yeah. So when you had that, that thought, like what was the time frame from thinking about that to it actually being a product on For the sure. market selling? For sure. All in, it was probably six months. Okay. The first step, which I encourage everyone to do, is like just make something. You don't have to like know a factory in China to yeah. produce a card game. What I did was went to a printer and printed out 30 memes from the internet. And okay. what I wanted to test was if like caption A would work on photo B. So I literally cut, printed them out, cut the caption off, and I was like playing around on my table. I didn't, you know, know where it was going, but yeah, I yeah. wanted to see if like, this caption worked with this meme or it actually was funnier. <laughs> and what I found was that sometimes the off combinations were worked. better. And what I knew about working with Buck Jerry was like, everyone loves memes. Everyone loves consuming memes, but there's a very few percentage of people on the internet who actually make them, yep. but everyone loves them. So what, what do you meme allowed people to do was actually make memes, which yep. my theory was everyone would love. And, and, you know, fortunately it, it did, it did, do what we hoped it would in terms of popularity. You guys crushed that one. I mean, you guys were in Target and all over the retail world as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. I would say there's we're pretty much everywhere games are sold. And and what do you mean so was sick. was kind of our Trojan horse to get into Target, get into Walmart, get, you know, get on Amazon. But now yep. we sell you know up to upwards of seventy different games. Um, so it's it's a fully yep. fledged game business. Wow. So is that the center of like you said the business is the games you have seventy? Yeah. I don't know. There's seventy different 70 games. Seventy games. Really? Yeah, SKUs. Yeah. So wow. We, we, I saw the TikTok one just came out. Yeah. Right? The TikTok one was yep. big. We um I would say we spend like ninety five percent of our time on card games. Wow. Yeah. And it's a separate company. We split yeah. it off into its own business. That business has about forty five employees that focus every day on just card games. So everything from the production aspect to yep. the the sales operations, you know marketing everything it's all yeah. it's all focused on card games what would you say makes a card game successful because i i have a good friend drama and his girlfriend at the time kareen he's called uh we're not really strangers yeah, and it's I've this card that. game that yeah. we love jacqueline and i have played it before yeah and it's like seeing that guard card game take off i'm like this is cool and it, it reminded me of you guys when i first saw it yeah. like what do you think makes a card game succeed versus not good question there's there is kind of like a recipe right yeah. so um I think from a marketing perspective, if you can have some sort of like pull in, so kind of like a shock factor or some card that get, when people are scrolling through Instagram and they see this card, they're like, wait, what is this? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it has to be different enough. Like there's been so many cards against many competitors, which are like the same fucking thing. Totally. Blank. Yeah. Like <laughs> by adding memes to it, it was different. Um, we have a, you know, we kind of have a lot of different games in different subcategories of adult party game, but um, everyone kind of does its own thing. Um, yep. as opposed to just like fill in the blank cards against humanity stuff, sure. but all the credit in the world to cards against humanity. I mean, they made it, they were really the yeah. first ones to make it acceptable for people our age on a Friday night to play a card game. Yeah. hundred percent. that it was like, yeah, maybe monopoly, but yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't what <laughs> it's we not were the doing. same. No. So they, they, they really kind of made it acceptable. And then, um, us and a few other people kind of came in and, and started creating more games.
Love that, man. I didn't know that it was, it was that extensive in terms of 70 different SKUs. Yeah, it's That's a cool, lot. Man. It's a lot. We have a whole team now that's focused like on making new games. Yep. We also work with the inventor community, so people will pitch us games, and we'll do a Got licensing it. deal with them. Um, so there's no shortage of, of, yeah. new, of new IP. Very sure. cool. Yeah. How many memes would you say the brand overall creates on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Because mm -hmm. like you said, everyone consumes memes, but if you think about it from a hierarchy, like you guys create and spread and you know, create that ecosystem, especially mm -hmm. on Instagram and all of our social. But what would you say that is, what number is that when it comes to the amount of content you guys are producing and putting out there? Um, I have to say, you know, on like the fuck Jerry side of business, we kind of went in like a different direction than like a bar stool who yep. focused on building out like a media company. Yep. We, we think of it as kind of using fuck Jerry and a few of the other accounts we own beige cardigan um, and, and several others as an, a marketing asset for our products businesses. So, for yep. example, Elliot started a tequila company yep. with his brother. Which and sold, friend. correct? Haha uh, -ha has not sold. Okay, no, got it's still it. a private company. Oh, got it. Um, and so, you know, you'll see every once in a while a fuck Jerry post about Haha -ha tequila. Yep. That's that's much more efficient, and we get end up getting much more ROI from that post than like doing a one-off post for say Burger King. It's not to say we don't yep. do those anymore, but it's it's very very rare. Totally. Yeah. I saw it too. Isn't it where it's like the tequila comes with the card game? Yeah, that was a cool collab. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, very That's cool. Dope. So we were able to get the tequila into Walgreens. Yep. And, you know, they wanted something special and something that would differentiate Haha on the shelf because they already carry so much tequila. Yeah. So we were able to kind of all the teams work together to create this party in a box um, where you can get That's tequila, cool. get, a, get a little what do you mean and um, keep it all in the, in the yeah. ecosystem. Very cool. Yeah. I want to talk about dude with sign. Sure. Where did that come into the picture? And yeah. you, you say you are the head of security. What does yeah. that mean in your eyes? Yeah, that's actually <laughs> just, a, a, just a silly joke. So, yeah. so Seth, who is dude with sign, yep. has been my best friend for like six or seven years. Really? Yeah, we met actually through my first company. We were doing some marketing on a college campus. I went down there to check it out in Texas. And he and I just like truly hit it off. Okay. Um, he ended up moving to New York. Uh, about a year and a half ago to work for what do you mean so as we went from like one writer of our card games yep. to building a writer's <laughs> room with you know five or six marketing writers yep. we were in recruiting mode and i was seth was always kind of one of my funniest friends like we would always <laughs> just riff all day long yeah. about various stuff so i said hey man i know you, you know you're from texas but would you ever want to come to new york and try out you know being a comedy writer for what yeah. do you mean and he ended up coming out for a couple weeks the team loved him he loved the team um, he ended up getting an apartment out there. And then about, I think, probably four or five months into being in our office, working on What Do You Meme, he and Elliot um, went off to create uh, Dude With Sign, which has truly just been the coolest thing to witness as a friend and also yeah. as part it kind of coming from our office. It's like the guy can't even, like, walk down the street anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's like... I, yeah, he's know, so I, recognizable. So recognizable. Yeah. And, what's and a funny soundbite is, like, most celebrities, like, put on sunglasses to hide their face. Yeah. When they're in public but seth actually gets recognized more when he has his sunglasses <laughs> on because it's part of his image so yeah. in fact if he doesn't want to get recognized take them off take them off which i think is that's hilarious the only celebrity with dealing with that yeah. specific problem but he's he's uh he's the kind of guy that he's you know he's from a small town in texas um his his you know kindness is contagious everyone loves to be around him and despite like rihanna and all these yeah. celebrities dming him and and all these cool collabs he's done with justin I've, bieber yep, and going I'm on he hasn't changed one bit. He's still the nice kid that everyone loves. So that's uh, cool, man. Cool. cool. That's friend. good to hear. Yeah, it's great. Was it his idea or like, how did the, like just the idea of holding a sign up and yeah. saying something funny or relatable come to fruition? Yeah. He and Elliot had uh, just collabed on it from okay. inception and Elliot has over the course of fuck Jerry, like 
made different posts where he'll hold up himself like a sign okay. that says something funny. Got it. Um, and he just became the the figurehead for that? It, yeah, it was just like he would be a good fit for one sign and then they were like, oh, maybe we could make this a separate account. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, they, they collab on it and work really well together. And it's so I mean, cool. It's, it's, been, it's been a really cool thing to see, both on like the personal side, but also just as a business. It's, yeah. Um, it's... It's a, it's one of the hottest accounts in the world. So you 100%. Can imagine, yeah. How, how often is it that you guys are going out and taking these pictures with the signs? Is it daily or what's the strategy yeah. there? You know, you don't want to be posting every single day because I think you could like annoy people. Yeah. So I think the average cadence is two or three signs per week. It's also been interesting because right when it really started to pop off, it was like Mar February, March. So COVID this happened. Year? Yeah, COVID oh, happened. Wow. And then there was, you know, a lot going on with like the political li landscape. Yep. So um, to be like an account like that, you don't necessarily want to comment on too much on stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So whereas like the first couple months, it was, you could say whatever was happening in pop culture yeah, and this yeah. and that. It got more serious for a second. So we actually like worked on a collaboration with Instagram to help like promote really? social distancing and masks and, and stuff like that. Also voting. Yep. But it's been a weird year to be like a account like that blowing yeah. up. Um, but typically like two to three signs per week um, Got it. has been the cadence, sometimes one per week, depending on what's happening in the world. Yep. Yeah. What's been like the coolest collaboration that you've been a part of that you'd want to talk about with that sign, you know, do with sign in particular. Oh man. Um, I mean, within the first like two months, uh, Seth went on Ellen, went on Jimmy Fallon, so did dope. a collaboration with, um, Justin Bieber, like all within the same week, got flown to Paris for Fashion Week. Really? With, like I think Gucci. Um, what, what, what was the moment that that took place for that to happen? Yeah, the account first when he like started, it was just our friends. Like we would yep. always repost it on our stories, and yep. we thought it was really funny, and we kind of knew it was going to be something. But like when we had a party for him when he hit a million followers. <laughs> And we like rented out a venue and uh, it was like this big ordeal. And then like two weeks later, he hit 2 million. We were just like, we can't keep these <laughs> parties because this is going to yeah, be yeah. out of hand. So um, I would say when he hit a million followers, people were like starting to really think this is, this is crazy. For sure. Also keep in mind where someone like, uh, and you know, I've actually met him, cute little kid, the yodeling Walmart boy, that was yep. more of like a moment in time that, once the news cycle passed, I mean, he's done a good job making yep. music and stuff, Mason Ramsey, but what's beautiful about the dude with sign account is that it's more of a platform, just like a meme where whatever happens in the world tomorrow in the news tomorrow, you can make a sign about it. Yep. So it's and, less and of a fad. Yeah, it's more totally. of like a platform. Uh, it's more of like a form of media, yeah, which I think totally. is really interesting and obviously was novel. And that's why the simplicity of cardboard and Sharpie um, allows it to just be so popular. I think. Love that. Yeah. How can brands become more of a media outlet and, you know, like crush it on social versus just being a platform that promotes their product? Because you guys do that so well. Like what's your advice to companies that are coming already on social media, but how can they improve for marketing sales or yeah. just, what's like the high level overview that you guys either tell companies or suggest from a marketing perspective, because yeah. you guys are at the top of the game there. I think, you know, what's, what's nice about our card game business is like, the content within the cards, like within the box is so funny and shocking yep. um, that it kind of is a marketing asset in of itself. So someone might see one of our cards and say buzzed or what do you mean or for the girls. And that's like a joke in of itself. Yep. It's much harder to have someone stop when they're scrolling through and scam for like a bottle of tequila or, you know, something that isn't totally. inherently funny. 
So what we try to do with that business is just be like lighthearted and fun and, and incorporate humor into the brand. Um, but if you look at companies like Wendy's and stuff who are really funny on social media and they're yep. willing to take those risks <laughs> and kind of be snarky, I think those companies are doing a good job. And then it's like <clears throat> investing in the platforms where your target demographic is. So uh, I remember to this day, about 13 months ago, every morning, first thing I do after I drink my coffee is check the sales from the day before. So I check Amazon, I check Target, I check Walmart, I check our other yep. other sales for our games business. And every day, let's say for the girls, was selling, say at Target, 200 units on the average day. Yep. I woke up, checked our sales, and we sold 900 units of for the girls. I thought, this is really interesting. Maybe there's a glitch in our system or something. <laughs> Um, so we looked into it, couldn't really figure out any errors, woke up the next morning, we sold like 3000 units that day of for the girls. Wow. So we launched an investigation of like, what the hell is going on <laughs> with this game? And sure enough, there was a trend on TikTok where these, these young girls were going into target, buying our game with this one song that was trending really hard and making a video about the game. And everyone wanted the game in order to make the video for TikTok. And, you know, fast forward 13 months later, we were primarily doing yep. all of our social on Instagram and Facebook. That was working for us. It was great. And fast forward 13 months later, I think now 40% of our marketing budget is on TikTok. Really? We have an ambassador network of 500 kids on TikTok. And I, I say kids, it's, you know. Yeah, 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 young people that are killing it on TikTok. Exactly. And so it's, it's being able to say, okay, this was working yesterday, but um, TikTok right now is yeah. where it's at. Like you need to double down and learn it. And like, you know, if, you're not comfortable with it hire people that are yep. um the first step we did was have like consultants come in and just tell us everything they knew about tiktok kids that have been on the platform for a year you know it's only two yep. and a half years old yeah what's your vision on tiktok in the next two to five years is it a platform that you guys are like you said going all in on or yeah. like how can brands best adapt to this new tiktok trend yeah i think it, I, I don't think tiktok's going anywhere um i think it's 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 a super powerful platform um, I think it allows uh, kids to be really kids and, and people to be yep. really creative. Um, and yeah, I would, I would just advise everyone to, to, if they're not already marketing on TikTok to figure it out. Love that. Yeah. Outside of business, like where do you spend your time outside of the office and work? And yeah. this year, like you said, has been a different time for you guys, you know, not being in Manhattan and you can travel a little bit more. Yeah. Like what are some of your passions outside of yeah. business or where do you spend your time elsewhere? For sure. Um, definitely, uh, love to travel, um, whether it's domestically or internationally, this year has been hard for that, but for sure. my friends and I have, have made do with, um, you know, coming out here a bunch. We're in LA right now. I usually live in New York, um, big sports and like, you know, workout guys. So yep. love the Miami dolphins. We finally have okay. a quarterback. We finally have a coach. We finally have a defense. <laughs> it's an exciting time for, for, sure. for any fan. Um, yeah, exercising, running, working out, stuff like that. Um, and then definitely like a social social guy. I get a lot of happiness from bringing friends yep. together, connecting different friend groups, having those fun dinners that last four hours. Yeah. You know, um, that that's what brings me a lot of joy. What's, what's your favorite restaurant in LA? Oh man, we just went to the uh, Olivetta for the first okay. time. We went on Saturday. Just Not opened. Been. It was it was very good. Um, I'm gonna go with that. Okay. What about New York? Oh man. Well, <laughs> Top three if I you have to. <laughs> it's been nice because during COVID, since a lot of like nightlife is shut down. Yep. Um, restaurants with outdoor dining in the summer has kind of been one of the main social attractions. Mm -hmm. And because of that, uh, some friends and I have gotten like pretty close with various restaurant owners. That's dope. So I'm gonna give them a little <laughs> plug right now. 
Um, there's a place called Balzem owned by Medi. Okay. Um, that's really, really good. 19 Cleveland. Those guys have done a great job in New York, down in uh, Soho, Nolita. Um, and then one of my favorite restaurants actually just closed down. It was called Uncle Boone's. It's mm. a high place. Okay. But, you know, there's so much. Huge recommendations. Food. I'll have to yeah, go check yeah, it out yeah, next time out. I'm in New York. Yeah. So with, with the future of social media, like where do you, what would your advice be to someone coming on social media today? Is it saturated? How can you build an audience if mm. you have, you know, if you're just starting today mm -hmm. and you weren't a pioneer in the industry, like you and yeah, your yeah. team were? Yeah. I mean, like if you look at the meme side of things, like no new meme accounts are getting popular. Yeah. Like it, you it, think that's permanent? hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I think like fuck Jerry really was the first one. So yeah. we just had like a huge leg up on the competition in terms of time and like building that early audience. I give Elliot so much credit yep. for 10 years, almost every single day. He's been finding, you know, content to post and, and growing that account. It's, it's, it's like a nonstop full-time job. Yeah. Um, I think that in terms of breaking in now, it's it TikTok's algorithm makes it pretty easy to like grow really quickly, which is cool. Yep. But in terms of like just social media in general, Instagram, Facebook, everything, the advice would be just do something different. Like, the Nelk boys with their pranks, no Killing one really it. done pranks since Jackass. Yep. And it's like a proven model, but they're just doing it new and better. We talked about Dude the Sign, like completely <laughs> novel concept, right? Um, but because it was so different and so simple, people really, you know, you know, mess with it. And you look at someone like Jason Derulo, who's like reinventing yep. himself like three or one hundred percent. Just like <laughs> investing in like what's working and, and trying to add a twist. Um, but yeah, I th I'd say that's that's what's advice. what's and your I, uh, go ahead. I mean, yeah, this is just what I'm seeing. I don't, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not for an sure. Influencer myself, I'm more on the business side, but totally. Yeah. What's your thoughts on a a moment like the world record egg, which blew up and happened for a moment in time? Like, what's your thoughts on viral making something go viral, and how do you how do you win during those times? Because I'm sure people watching today they've had a moment where they get right, some right. virality, but then right. it drops, right? And like you said, dude was signed. It's like it can always grow because it's it's a media outlet more than a moment. Mm -hmm. So how can you create those moments based on what you guys have experienced, and what would you say the strategy is for that? I think again, it's like doing something super novel. Just turn this oh, a little yeah. bit. You like, the, like the egg thing was so random and weird that yeah. people and simple, <laughs> like it was so random, weird, and simple that people could just understand it with within two seconds and, and, you know, and be a part of it. Yeah. Funny story. We were actually trying to, we got very close. I believe Elliot had a term sheet from the owner. We were going to buy the account right before the oh, Super Bowl, okay. for like 2 million bucks and then sell it, sell it basically to do like the egg hatches at the halftime of Super Bowl. Okay. Sell it for like hopefully five or 10 million bucks to a brand. And it would be like the biggest thing. Surprise <laughs> or yeah. Something, yeah, some yeah, yeah. moment. I forget what happened. I think the, kid who owned it was younger and didn't work out but um yeah i would say That's just crazy. like do something different and yeah. simple and it's so hard i mean like the kid the guy uh drinking ocean spray on the skateboard yeah like a moment can, like that you can analyze that as much as you can and like people will say it had every little element but at the end of the day like the internet's a weird place <laughs> and it's really hard to predict like, yeah. what people are gonna like and what people aren't gonna like you know for sure some of our funniest stuff that i think it's funny gets like half the engagement as some stuff that I think is pretty silly, you yeah. know, so. Love yeah. that. Yeah. What's your, because like you said, you're not an influencer yourself. Have you ever thought about trying to go all in on building your brand or what's your thoughts on right. that? No, I, I'm, uh, and for those who are watching, like I, Casey's asked me to be on this podcast a bunch, so I finally, <laughs> finally, said, <laughs> finally did I'm it. Down. I'm, and, you know, he's 20 years old. I really appreciate and respect his, his grind and his hustle. Um, I was not this entrepreneurial when I was 20, so 
Um, but I appreciate in terms that. Of like, yeah, for sure. My brand and my press, I'm fortunate. I have a great life. I have great friends. Yep. Um, and I, I don't need like any sort of, you know, anything like that. So I'm not, I'm not, this is, well, no, I love that. This is like really one of the only interviews I'll yeah, do yeah. and have done. And at least in the short term, yep. um, we like to, all three of us like to stay me, Elliot, Ellie, and my two partners. We like to kind of stay under the radar as, as much as we can and love that, you know, just, just, just build our business, yep. you know, make our employees proud, um, and, and make people laugh with our products and our, and our content. It's such a good mission to be part of. <laughs> it's like make say, the world like, laugh. <laughs> like the games business is, it's always been great. You know, we're doubling every year and it, yep. it's been really awesome to be a part of, but a year like this, right. Where people are trapped inside and they, they need entertainment, especially parents who yep. you know, they don't want their kids on their iPad for eight hours a day. It felt good to know that games were like helping folks at least smile or laugh with their yep. families and friends, and bring people together, bring people together. Yeah. It was one of the few industries also that, had a, a positive reaction to yep. quarantine, right? Which I was gonna say, like, did, was that a huge like upward trend this, yeah, this past yeah. year when it, it comes it to wasn't games? It wasn't like a celebration for us because yeah. like it felt like America was crashing and yeah. like the world was coming to an end. But um, the industry itself, I think, saw like a two hundred and fifty percent increase. Wow! Just games like card quarantine. games, card games, board games. Wow! Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was it 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 felt good, obviously, to see the numbers go up, but it felt better to know that you know we were helping families like past the time yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah what were you doing back when you were 20 yeah so for a while I, I thought I was gonna be a professional hockey player I yeah. um went to boarding school I did juniors which most people don't know yep. is like a, a in between high school and college league so I got to college as a 20 year old freshman for ice hockey played division one in a school outside of Boston and that's dope I ended up like <laughs> falling in love with entrepreneurship very early on at college like I think being kind of so focused on getting to division one, my whole like adolescence, I didn't really think through business and stuff. I kind yeah. of just thought I'd get to it later. I'd figure out a career after hockey. But the truth is I was always like growing up in a small town in Vermont and then like going to prep school in New Hampshire. I was always one of the better hockey players. And so when I got to college, my first game, I actually, a kid older than me got injured and I, I started my first game. And oh God. The, the first game, I remember the opening face-off, I was staying there and we were playing against BU, which I think won the national championship okay. like two years before. <clears throat> and the puck dropped and like, it was just happening so fast. Everyone was moving so fast. I remember in that moment being like, okay, the guys who are the best at this level are like so much better than me, even <laughs> though I thought I was the best growing up. Yeah. And once I had that first game, I kind of realized like, Hockey's probably not my future. Like I should figure out other shit. So first I, game, first game, yeah. Wow. I, don't worry. I, I, I played for two years. I had a great time, made That's some good. good friends. But I kind of started thinking about what was next. And actually, yeah. my journey got started my freshman year. I started an iPhone app. Really. Um, and ended up getting fortunate enough to raise some money and actually leaving school my sophomore year. So I never never finished college. Um, what, what was the app? The app was called uh, WeGo, which stood for Who Is Going Out. W I G O. Okay. And it kind of aimed to answer that age old question of like. You're on a campus, like what's going on, who's going where, uh, yep. social network type thing. Um, but we go, that's dope. We go, yeah. But through that experience, we were around for like two years. Um, ended up, you know, failing. Um, but I would say the lessons I learned through that are, have helped me so much in my in my next yeah. career, which is what I'm doing now. What would you say the biggest lesson was sure. in it's that actually, in yeah. that two year window? For sure. So I was 21 years old. I had this company. We ended up raising two million dollars from wow. a bunch of big VC firms. You know, it was the time when social was still like, yeah. What, what year is this? this? You were is still in college. You're graduating 2014, college. 2015. Okay. I, I was a sophomore. I just dropped out. Okay, got it. And 
I had, I think at the time, seven employees and, you know, people were also leaving school to come work for, it was like this moment and I was, I didn't have partners. I was just me at the beginning. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, when something bad would happen in the business. So for example, we would spend five grand and we would throw a party and we would get Penn state to like all download <laughs> the app. Right. Yep. We'd hire ambassadors. We'd do an event two weeks later, Penn state would stop using the app. Like, and that spoke to like the retention mm. of the app and the yeah. app not being the right uh, fit. But instead of me as like the CEO pausing and saying, hey guys, like what happened at Penn State? I would just look to the next school and, and get people and get my employees and my investors excited about the next school's yeah. growth because I was too embarrassed as a young founder and I felt so much pressure that like they invested in me. Oh my God, that's a lot of money. Yeah, my yeah. employees like just quit their other job. That dude's 40. Like, he's, <laughs> he's counting on me. And, yeah. Like, it's not working. So I felt like this cheerleader that constantly had to get people's excitement onto the next thing. And it was kind of this game of whack-a-mole where I would, we would get excited, get excited, get excited for the next thing, but never pause and stop and look back and say, guys, something bad is happening with this school or with this service of, the, yep. you know, this product. And I would say that's my biggest advice when I talk to young founders is like, if something, if, if the numbers start to look bad in some aspect of your business, chances are, if you don't address them head on, those numbers are going to either stay the same or get worse. Re yep. Very rarely does like a stroke of luck or genius come. Yeah. <laughs> so my biggest advice is like you're doing your business and your sales start to go down or some engagement goes down or something. Stop, call a team meeting and be humble and say, Hey guys, even if it's, if it's your company, mm -hmm. if you're an employee say, Hey, this is bad. And this will get worse if we don't actually figure out what's going on. And what you find is when you bring people together, like, someone on your team or some someone's going to have an idea that can change it. But if you're like too embarrassed to make that meeting, call that meeting, then oftentimes it'll just get worse. And yeah. so that's, that's my biggest advice. That's, that's crazy. So what was, I want to take a step back going mm -hmm. from raise 2 million, seven employees. Was that like the first entrepreneurial venture that you started? Yeah. My dad will say that I was like selling beer, like so what's your uh, thoughts on raising money? If, if like, what do you recommend it? What's your experience there? And yeah, what's your say, thoughts that? So I have pretty like polarizing experience in my two startups really. Yep. Um, my first startup, we raised a bunch of like, it was kind of like as soon as the first check came in, other people in the industry were, you know, yeah, yeah. throwing money at this thing. Cause who wouldn't want to put, hundred grand into potentially something that could get bought by Facebook. Right. Yep. Um, and so that was always, I kind of look back at that as like kind of bullshit because the app never had never made money. It was a free app. Okay. Like we ended up getting like three or 400,000 users across two wow. years. It wasn't like insignificant. Yeah, but, yeah that's sick. But it, the app never made money. Like people forget about apps like, or any services like they have to be a business, a business sells something, whether it's a service, a product yep. or something. Our app was free. The idea that everyone, all of investors were saying was like, get it, get a million users and then you'll start to have value or get 10 yep. million users. Then, you know, someone will pay for that audience or you'll figure out a way to monetize that audience. Right. Like maybe if they're deciding between three bars, bars could bid like on Yelp to be at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, my company was around for two years, never made a dollar. Like we never actually like sold any service or product. Right. And what I'm doing now in making card games is like, it costs us, you know, X amount of dollars to make the game in China. It, we sell it for Y amount of dollars yep. here in the U.S. The difference, you have your expenses, you have overhead, you have rent, you have, uh, you know, sales expenses, stuff like that. But the difference is your profit. It's very simple <clears throat> business. Yep. And so, like, coming from this, like, freemium thing that was, like, <laughs> you know, people potentially thinking one day it'll be worth something versus now it's, like, guys, numbers game. <laughs> we have this much money. We can make this many games. If we sell yeah. it, we can make... 
it's so much more simple and refreshing and it's, it feels to me like a real business. And yeah. so when I talk to other, you know, folks that have an audience or that have, you know, the ability to, to reach a large audience, I think products is like the greatest thing. And I think the trend from like Kylie Jenner doing, you know, her yep. thing, you know, what we're doing, look at, you know, across the board influencers launching products. And it's, I try to urge yeah. them away from just like, you know, a clothing line, like, don't just like make beauty t-shirts. products. I think like Addison Ray, what she's doing with like item beauty and like that whole thing, like directing consumer capitalizing, actually building brands. Like you see a lot of the biggest influencers doing that now. For sure. For sure. And it, and it should be like on brand. Yeah. Like if, if, if you're an influencer, there's, you have a niche in some way, if it's beauty, great for us, it was memes like great. And yep. obviously you can parlay <laughs> that into other stuff. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I, it's like the world opens when you start selling products to yeah. target Walmart. That's all I'll say. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, last question before we wrap up, Ben, yeah. um, what are you most excited about looking into the future of fuck Jerry due to a sign and everything that you're a part of, especially the game side of things? Like, yeah. what are you most excited about? It's a great question. Um, I'd say for, for me, since I focus like pretty much all my time on the games business, we are at a juncture now where like we have become the number one manufacturer of adult party games. So within games, there's family games, there's adult party games, yep. there's, kids toys like lol surprise um but in becoming number one we've realized that for us to continue to grow as a overall business we need to get into other subsectors of like the entertainment game category so we have two of the most successful family games out right now um we have three games launching next summer that are like outdoor like if you think of spike ball and like okay oh that's dope those kind of games like so like sure it all started with what do you mean but there's all this like gray space where we can use our clout within card games to more easily break into say outdoor lawn games or kids games yep. or drinking games, stuff like that. So Love that. I would say like as our company diversifies, that's, that's what I stay up at night thinking about. And, that's and so cool, man. So. Very cool. Well, for everyone watching, where's the best place for them to stay in touch with you and everything you have sure. going on? Yeah. Instagram's good. Kaplan, just my Kaplan. last name. Yeah. I'll make sure to link down below. Well, awesome. Ben, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah, I really man. appreciate yeah, it. Nice You're the man. Thanks.